0: Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Just me today, no callers first. In today's episode, first, we will start off uh, just quickly with the Red Sox. It's not going to be a long 10-minute segment or anything. We're just going to quickly skim over yesterday's game and... Uh, my thoughts on uh, Hector Velasquez starting uh, tonight, um, just a little uh, take on that uh, quickly, but then we're going to get to the uh, main course, if you will, um, the Bruins and the Celtics. The Bruins uh, take game six in Columbus, and they're off to the Eastern Conference Finals, so that's good news, and then we're going to get to the Celtics, and oh boy, I'm not happy about it. I am not happy, but first we're going to start with the uh, Boston Red Sox, so let's get to that. All right, so last night, after winning seven out of their past eight, the Red Sox lost in Baltimore 4-1, to one, uh, mostly just due to that Jonathan Villar um, grand slam there in the second inning. And then other than that, it really – there wasn't anything too bad. But John Means, seven innings, three hits, one earned run, four strikeouts, pretty good for the Orioles yesterday, who, I, I mean, they're just so bad. And – I said just take two of three in Baltimore, and I'll be happy. Uh, that's all I said, as long as you can take two of three. But I'm not too confident because we're starting Hector Velasquez tonight, who I absolutely hate when he starts. He's This was supposed to be a David Price start, who was actually he's actually pretty solid uh, this season. Price has kind of lived up to expectations. Hector Velasquez, on the other hand, this season, I wouldn't say he's been horrible, but when he starts, it's just bad. This season, he's 0-2. With a 3.72 ERA in 10 games, he started four. Um, 19.1 innings pitched, 18 hits, 9 runs, 8 earned, 1 home run, 9 walks, 19 strikeouts. So you're probably saying, and that's a little over a 2-to-1 ratio. You know, only a 3.72 ERA isn't bad. Um, but when he pitches as a starter, this is something I don't know, because I promise I looked it up multiple times just for you guys. Um to figure out what his numbers were as a starter, and they didn't pop up. Because this guy is basically a starting pitcher slash uh, reliever. And I, I'm alright when he relieves, but when he starts, it just always ends up being a 3-4 inning start. He'll let up three to four runs in those short period of time and just never ends while well. I don't like it. But last night you pitched Josh Smith. He's 31 years old. He's a righty. Um... And he pitched literally one inning before yesterday. One inning against the White Sox on uh May the third. Um one inning, one hit, no runs. That was it. So he just walked in basically with a clean slate for the year, and he's starting. So is this how we're treating the Orioles? All of a sudden, David Price is sitting, we're pinching Hector Velasquez, who has had his fair share at starts, but and Josh Smith? All right, I know they're bad, but. We're taking them this lightly. You need to show consistency. You still have stuff to prove. You're under 500 in May right now. You're the world, you're the coming off a uh, championship, and you're under 500. You played well lately, but you have to keep proving that. And that's just something they just can't stay consistent because they lose focus. I've said it time and time and time again. The bats were not there yesterday. So you are now 17 19. So you're making progress. I mean, you're only six games behind the Rays and only four behind the Yankees, given you're only a game and a half ahead of the Blue Jays and three and a half against the Orioles. But I don't worry about them. I don't worry about the Orioles. Don't worry much about the Blue Jays. They finally cooled off. Obviously, they're kind of right on your tail, so you have to give them a thought. But really, it's just the Yankees and Rays. And you can definitely take take this division. But you have to start playing good baseball, uh, and you have started to do it, but you have to consistently really start doing it again uh, if you really want this division. Because it's a good division. You're still in it. You're not out of it. But, again, I just think last night was just a little – you you just didn't play great. Um, You didn't play horrible. It was really just that one inning. One bad inning, really. So just the bats were not getting going. It was one bad inning pitching. I'm not freaking out about last night's loss, I especially with – um, you didn't make any errors, which shows focus, but – just with the Red Sox, I mean, the Red Sox. The Celtics and the Bruins, I guess I just really it wasn't focused on the Red Sox last night. Uh, which I have been, you know, not... Obviously, the Celtics and the Bruins have kind of been the priority, especially with the draft wrapping up for the Patriots. But the Red Sox have still meant something. Just last night was not the night, okay? Last night was Bruins and Celtics. Last night just wasn't Red Sox versus Orioles or... Bruins game six or Celtic, like both, like obviously I'm going to go with that. So that's why not much to say too much about last night's game. Just overall in general, just go get them tonight, please. Uh But that's all I have to say about that. So now we're going to move on to the Bruins game. Okay, so last night the Bruins took their series in six games over the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus with a 3-0 win. to Grask with the shutout. And now we are moving on to the uh, NHL Eastern Conference Finals against the Carolina Hurricanes. And I said the Hurricanes were going to be a little better than people thought. But I couldn't see him getting this far. I didn't think they'd get best the capitals. I thought they'd give actually the Capitals a more surprising series, but I thought they were done six. Uh, Peter Mrazek's just not what you're looking for in a starting goaltender. Um, but he's he's done, he's held up his own. But Rask has been phenomenal. And last night, 39 shots, 39 saves. Given the posts really helped you last night, like crossbars post helped out Rask last night, but He was still stellar last night. Um, Two grass stats so far in the playoffs are early second period David Krejci scores. He looked like Alex Ovechkin on that. I'm not saying David Krejci is Alex Ovechkin, but he looked like him with that slap shot. That was ridiculous, so it you know goes off the post. and Bobrovsky's one of those guys who's horrible off second chance opportunities for good of a goalie, he struggles with those second chance opportunities. and that was that was just a really weird second chance because it was a long second chance. It you know hits the post, kind of rattles around and then just comes back to Krejci, and Bobrovsky kind of loses focus. He didn't stay he can't stay sharp. like it only was a few seconds, but he kind of made the savings like, a... You kind of just relax a little, and you super late on the reaction. I watched it a few times. Sorry for that. Um, but then I watched it a few times. He was just like the shot came, and once it was like in the net, he finally reacted. Like he just can't stay sharp on those second chance opportunities. Like too much for him. Given that was a great save by Krejci, right over the blocker, right in between the posts. That's a tough shot, a tough slap shot too, and great goal by Krejci. And then you had the uh, Marcus Johansson goal. I will say this one was a little cheap. Uh, that's a save Bobrovsky has to make. And he was great at the beginning of the series, but ever since Game 4, the Bruins made him look real average. Uh, you know, maybe he's been a little over-average, but today, that last game, he wet his pants. 29 shots on net, 26 saves. That's that's not good. And, you know, that first shot uh, by Krejci was a great shot, given he still really should be able to stay sharp and make that save. You know, so that one's eh. it's not you know it's not like nothing you could have done about it. But that second goal, you have to save that. That was, that's a totally saveable. I'm not saying I could go in there and save it because I'm I don't know how I do as an NHL goalie. Don't play hockey, but come on, you gotta make that save. That's just one you gotta make. That's a given. It trickles, and you know, oh, you just Barofsky really just, oh, you broke him down real well. Uh, and then obviously this is the McAvoy hit, uh, which is kind of something I wanted to get to. You obviously had the Corrali goal, and you were hitting some posts. But after the this Bruins team, most Bruins seem you know, if something happens like the Corrali goal where a goal's called off or what happened in that, what was it, Game Four where it hits the net, whatnot, or you know, someone. They know, like a major player like McAvoy or some major player in the past that they've had on their team, probably gonna end up getting suspended. They usually just fold. This Bruins team gets up, takes on the challenge, and just battles their heart out, and they don't give up. And I love this Bruins team right now. If I, if you like the Bruins and the Celtics like me, and you're saying, who do I watch? Take the Bruins every single day of the week. You already, you bet. Usually, who do I like more? It's tough. I actually, you know, I don't like to prefer a team, but in general, I like watching basketball a little more than hockey. I still love watching hockey, but, you know, basketball a little more. We all favor something a little over. It doesn't mean I don't love the Bruins. Like, don't get me wrong. I come in here and talk about them almost every episode, um, but I, you know, but right now, I'll take the Bruins any day of the week. If you tell me, all right, you keep one thing on TV do you want to watch Celtics or the Bruins, I'll take the Bruins. Even if it's Kyrie's last game, I don't want to see that. Team is a mess. We're about to get to them. But the Bruins are really fun to watch. They don't give up. They're young. They really have a chance at the cup right now. Oh, I'd love to see them win the cup. And then the Celtics are going to be that disappointment. The Patriots will come through. The Red Sox, the Bruins, and then it'll be that. the Celtics. You have all this great thing, and then there's the Celtics. Just the... Illness in Boston right now, and they are a complete mess. They're out of control. They are the illness that no one wants to deal with. Everyone's if there's you know four sections of Boston. Let's just say no one's in the Boston section. They're getting away from the illness and going to to the good times right now. Uh, the Bruins, like me. Uh, I was kind of in the middle, but, you know, just stay away from the Celtics. I feel like everyone's uh, heading over and migrating south, if you will, to the Bruins. It's a little too cold over to, with the Celtics for us right now. Uh, but, no, this Bruins seems been great. Uh, I, I'm excited for the Hurricane Series. Uh, I expect, by the way, that McAvoy hit, that is a one-game suspension. Uh, nothing over it. Some people, I've heard some people say two-game suspension. I've heard very few people, but some say three. I've heard some people say it does not deserve an ex- uh, uh, what do you say, suspension at all because, you know, after the game, they're kind of just laughing about it. He apologized. McBoy wasn't a jerk about it. That wasn't, I, I wouldn't even say it was an accident. He obviously lined it up. He lined up his shoulder to hit uh, Anderson in the head. That was dirty. That was unnecessary, and at that point, you need to win. You need to win that third period because now all of a sudden, you lose that game, game seven in Boston, without McAvoy. Chara has not – McAvoy's been great. McAvoy is a plus eight on the series. Chara is a plus nine. But Chara's plus nine is coming from McAvoy's plus eight. McAvoy has held up Chara. Chara got fell down on the ice due to a hit yesterday. Chara just – he can't hold up his own. McAvoy is really – uh. Holding the fort up there on the first line with Chara. And don't get me wrong, I love Chara. But he's just struggling right now. Really, just stay on the ice and stay on his feet. Like, he's just struggling right now. He needs that assistance from McAvoy. So, you need McAvoy. So, now he's probably going to miss game one, but you can still win. You should beat that Hurricanes in five, six games. That should be a 5-6 game series, and we should be off to the Stanley Cup Finals. Don't get me wrong. I'm not underestimating the Hurricanes because they've been playing really good. I always viewed them as mo- a little more of a threat than everyone else did, and you never know in hockey. You just never know. I've seen eight seeds win all of the time. I've seen wildcard teams win. I'm not counting the Hurricanes out, but you should definitely beat them. You beat the Maple Leafs and Blue Jackets. This team should be no problem. But that's just never how it goes in hockey, so I hate those people. You know, there's always, you know, I've had some talks with people that don't know a lot about sports, and they'll be like, yeah, the hurricane should be really easy since, logically, they're the easiest team to face, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, some of those people just don't know enough that I'd have to explain. It just doesn't work that way in hockey, and then I'm going to have to explain the whole process to them, and they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm just going to be like, you know what, never mind. You know, I'll just avoid this conversation, but... It's just how it works. Every team has a shot. Every, any team can get hot at any time. A goaltender can get hot, and like the Avalanche, I didn't think they stood a chance. And look, they almost, they're almost beating the best team in the West remaining. Uh, so the Sharks are phenomenal. I'll avoid the Sharks. That sh- Sharks. The Sharks at all costs. That's not like a Boston accent. The Sharks, but the Sharks. I'll avoid them. I'll take the Stars. I'll take the Blues. I'll take the. I'll take any team left in the whole thing. Oh, I'll take the any team over that Sharks team. And I, I'm not saying you can't beat the Sharks, but listen. Although anything can happen in hockey, I still want the easier opponent. And I'm not saying you know if it, would I rather beat the Sharks in seven games or sweep a team like the Blues in four games. Obviously, I'd rather have the close series, you know, the fun series with the Sharks. But I'm just saying I want to win the Stanley Cup at the same time. And I'm not, I don't know that's going to happen. So I want the better chance for the Bruins. But, yeah, we can seriously win this thing right now. And I'm excited to see how it goes down. But, yeah, I'd say one game for McAvoy, I'd say he misses game one. Uh, but you, you, we'll see. I'd say that's a reasonable estimate, though. So now we are going to get to the Celtics. Game four lost last night. So, uh, yep. Let's get to that. All right. So, last night, the Celtics season basically ended, uh, following 101 to 113 to the Milwaukee Bucks. I've declared the series pretty much over. Again, I did the same thing with the Rockets when they went down 2 0, but now they're tied to a piece. So, you never know. But the series is basically over at this point. I mean, if they can pull off game five, I. I was just in awe that you didn't win last night and you didn't take one in Boston because you really had that game. Uh, You were playing well. You just blew some of these games. Like, late in every single quarter, you were blowing it. Uh, Pat Connington had set three in the first. And then you were up in the second half, and then those last three, four minutes, they just kind of took charge. And same thing with the third quarter. They just take charge. They just kind of let it slip. You know, they let the Bucks go on a little run to end these quarters and shift the momentum to their side and, you know, close the gap. The Bucks haven't played very well in the first quarter, but you played horrible in the third. But believe me, my rant's about to come. I can feel it starting to come, but we'll get to more of the game. Um, last night, you couldn't shoot the three ball, neither could they. It was uh, Marcus Smart's return. Really made an impact. Um, seriously. Uh, but you shot 9 for 41, 22%. They shot 8 for 37, 21, uh, 22% as well. You shot 38% from the field. They shot 44. So the Bucks took 100 shots. You took 90. So it's not like the either, no team shot very efficiently last night. Uh, let's just say that. It was just a lot of shots. They didn't kill you on the glass. Only five more rebounds than you. Same amount of assists, same amount of blocks. They had one more steal. You had three more turnovers. They had 22 more points on the paint than you. It's literally Giannis. That's it. That's the only one that scores in the paint. Giannis and a little bit of Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. George Hill. Really, who drives the hoop on that team? I mean, Giannis, that's, like, I Bledsoe, blood, so I guess. But you shouldn't be getting outscored by that much. Play more physical. Put some heart into it. I feel like really the only ones that want to win on this team are Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Aaron Baines, and a little bit of Marcus Morris sprinkled in. When you have really th- basically three, maybe four guys on the team who want to win, where are you going to go? You're too soft. Ky- your star doesn't trust his teammates enough to pass. Kyrie Irving didn't doesn't trust his teammates. He had ten assists, but it didn't seem like it. He was just he's playing hero ball last night. Kyrie Irving last night shoots seven for twenty two and says. And Chris Gasper of the Boston Globe says, "How do you feel about your recent shooting slump lately?" And he just says, "Who cares? Who cares?" Kyrie has packed his bags and his, Already booked a flight to New York, and this team has just played so poorly. And believe me, it hurts to disrespect Kyrie because I love watching him. And I used to, he used to be my favorite player. I have his jersey, and I, I don't have a lot of jerseys. I won't lie. I have a few. I, I got I got like one for every team, two for the bats. Uh, so I got I got a few jerseys, but I bought an alternate jersey for Kyrie for Christmas. Oh. Oh, and I, I, that doesn't really say anything, but it shows I really, I like him. And it just hurts me to disrespect him, but I disrespect him. And it hurts to say, sorry, that was really weird. Um, But I, I just disrespect him for the fact that this guy just, oh, he can't lead a team. And this guy, who cares? Who care Oh, God, he's a mini LeBron without the talent. Oh, and oh, he gets on my nerves to the point where I'm actually kind of want him to leave. To the point where I actually kind of want him to leave. I can't stand hearing him every single press conference. He wants his own team, yet he won't take the blame and the criticism for it. So when it's time for him to take the blame and the criticism, no, it's not my team. No, what? What? It's not my fault. When you take your own team, like anything in life, when you, you know, take on a big role or something, you know, a job, there comes its responsibilities. And that's the same thing here. Kyrie wants all the fame and the glory of you know taking his own team and doing a good job with it. But when the criticism comes and you're losing 3-1 in the second round, he doesn't want a part of it. No, he backs off. And now he's going to go to New York with KD and say, well, I want to lead a team. He can't make up his mind. You're either going to lead a team, take the criticism, and shut your mouth, or... You can go play with Kevin Durant, go play with LeBron, and be the second option. And you're not going to lead team, because clearly he can't. He's one of the worst leaders ever. Maybe the worst in Celtics history. This guy is something else. He is really something else. Uh, shot 7 for 22 last night. Shot 8 for 22 uh, in Game 3. Game 2, shot 4 for 18. That is horrible. That is absolutely disgusting. Shot 1 for 7 from 3 last night. 2 for 8. From three, and then one for five in game two. These are disgusting numbers. Absolutely horrible. Don't tell me you just shot seven for 22. And you're going to go up there and tell me you should have taken 30? Shut up. Shut up. When does this guy learn? No, stop. Stop. When are you going to take the hint to stop and realize... Maybe I'm doing something wrong. He doesn't sit there. He just blames it on his teammates and constantly throwing them under the bus because they're not on his level. Give me a break. And then a week ago, carrying the burden, carrying the burden of taking a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, having to play on a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and almost made it to the Finals with only points, minutes away. Oh, that's a real burden he's such a genius. He doesn't need to listen to anyone. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. And then Brad Stevens last night, not even criticizing really a thing they did. Like, geez, like, put the hammer down a little. And I know he wants to suck up to Kyrie, maybe try to keep him here. But now is it to the point where we have to choose our our road? I don't want to say yet because the series technically isn't over. But do we have to choose a route between Brad Stevens of the young guys or Kyrie? And I'd usually say Kyrie, but I'm ready to say the young guys. Because I, to see what we did last year, you're not going to win a championship with the young guys. But with the way this is going with Kyrie, I don't think you're going to do it with him either. Okay? Maybe Kyrie and Anthony Davis. But then if you keep Kyrie, you might have to choose on firing Brad Stevens. Which, I'm, a, you know, I'll choose Kyrie over Brad Stevens still. But Kyrie, uh, Brad Stevens, plus that young core. Kyrie just can't lead a team. He just can't do it. It's not because the skill isn't there. He's a closer, all of that. He can facilitate. He can. He's really fun to watch. He's going to fill up the stands. He's one of the better players in the league. He just can't lead a team. All the guys have to be on his level. Oh, God. And then Brad Stevens has something apart, a big part of your losing too. The transition defense has been horrible. It's been absolutely horrendous. The transition defense has made me want to throw up. Throw up right on that Kyrie jersey. Um, and the fact that I I, I I see on TV multiple times Giannis bodying Kyrie. Kyrie one on one on Giannis on defense. Why is Kyrie guarding Giannis one on one? Why is really anyone guarding Giannis one on one? Never mind Kyrie, who really doesn't play defense and is what, 6'1, 6'2? What's up with that? What, where, where's that? I thought Brad Stevens was this X and O's guy. Well, I haven't seen it this year, and I haven't seen it this, this playoff series, I haven't seen the adjustments, and now I think it's just frankly too late. Oh, uh, and God, Pat Connington. I can't stand like Pat Connington. He's this skinny guard that just shoots threes, grabbing 10 rebounds and dunking in transition. Oh, he's as unathletic as it gets in the NBA. Oh, he could get up there. He's dunking on you, grabbing double-digit rebounds. Like, where's the heart with this team? They don't take it to the hoop. They just kick it out for threes. They don't play defense. They're just lazy, 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 and Kyrie, talk, 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 but show it on the court, please. I oh, I, I, can't stand him at the moment, and it I've had to tolerate it, and I've tried to, and I've tried to. I just can't take it anymore. Oh, he he is a handful. The talent's there. He's really fun to watch, and you want to respect the heck out of the guy, and I respect his talent. But him as a person, oh, I could care less for it. I could care less. He is the most obnoxious. Oh, you can't stand him. And you know, most of those players when you describe a guy that you can't stand, it might be on the other team. When you can't stand a guy on your own team that you root for, that says something about how bad his character is. I can't stand a guy that plays for his, my own team. You know, he's a great player. When you are a diehard Celtics fan and you're you can't stand your best player, you know there's something wrong. I can't stand Kyrie. He's one of the best players in the league and I root for the team, and he's a great player, but I can't stand him. That's crazy. I can't, I can't stand him. He is so, so annoying. Uh, just, Justin, uh, just, just, he doesn't shut his mouth. Uh, Sorry, that stutter, but I just mm, don't know what to say. George Hill, too. What is up with that? Oh, what is, 15 points last night? I mean, come on. What is up with these guys and... I, I don't even want to get into the details of last night's game. Like, oh, Rozier, too. Oh, I, I, I don't like him either right now, and I really haven't. After last year's playoffs, I liked him, but this year, super inconsistent and really just, oh, that play with Pat Connington where he turned the ball over and Connington dunked in transition made me want to punch the TV. Oh, that was Disgusting. Oh, I hate this Celtics team right now. And as I said, i will take—I'll watch the Bruins any day. I will. Ooh, oh, oh, they. Ooh, ooh. I don't know what to say, but just ooh. This team—they're—they're they're a handful. I—I honestly just want Kyrie out of my face. I want him out of the conference, honestly. Not because I'm afraid to face him. Maybe a little. But I just don't want to even see him or hear about him. Except for two games and a whole other conference. We don't have to worry about him. I, I Honestly, it's just kind of what I want to do. Again, I don't want him starting some dynasty. Because he really, it's kind of going to be the domino effect. Wherever Kyrie decides to go could really shake up free agency. But God, that guy just really, really gets on my nerves. And this is basically over. And I don't want to get too much into your, you know, your off season because we'll get to that when the time comes. There's just plenty of time. I want to let the series play out and see what happens before I go into full detail on what they should do. But I'm throwing out options because the season's basically over now. Because Kyrie Irving, uh, doesn't even trust his teammates enough to pass them. They're good. They're fine. Are they great? No. But you're the reason. You're the illness, and they've caught the, they've caught the flu- They've caught the illness, if you will. Sorry. They, I just don't know what to say enough, but this guy, I just can't, can't stand him. Oh, I'm sorry for being so repetitive, but I really, really have to stress it enough. And Gordon Hayward, apparently two points last night, and then apparently his his wife was at the game. It makes a post to the box score, and then it just says, underappreciated. Give me a break, not the time right now. Um, not the time. He just scored two points, and you guys just lost. Basically, the season's over. He just scored two points. Underappreciated. That's what you're worried about. Your 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 husband's underappreciated for scoring two flippin' points. He's, he's Getting paid $31 million. I know the injury. I know about the injury. I'm not stupid. But he should be doing much better than that. I'm sorry. Injury or no injury, two points is the best you can do. And Gordon Hayward, I've heard all this talk. Oh, he's really coming back. When? Oh, look at this good performance he had. Yeah, good performance against the Sacramento Kings. Good performance against the Charlotte Hornets. Good performance against these crappy teams that aren't even in the playoffs. But when it comes time to play and face these real big teams, Gordon Hayward shells up, uh, uh, I'm scared. Oh, He can't do crap against these good teams. He's not going to do anything for you. Oh, he had a good performance against the Charlotte Hornets. Great, they're the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, ter- uh, Semi like could go in there and give you a nice fifteen-point game if you really, really wanted him to. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. Okay, I get it. I know, but you get my point. This guy just shells up, and honestly, I've just oh, I'm in disgust. Oh, I'm in disgust with this Celtics team, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about them. I don't know. I want. I have more to say. I'll hold it in. Not to mention that game was fixed for you last night. Those refs specifically fixed that game. They got Giannis and Chris Middleton in foul trouble because they wanted you to win. The NBA, don't get me wrong. The NBA fixes some of these games. I'm not. I'm not stupid. The NBA is a business, and I'm not that dumb to figure out they fix some of these games and try to get favor one team to win. They favored the Celtics. They wanted the Celtics to win that game, oh so bad, and you still couldn't do it. The NBA can't just hand you the win. They really can't. They helped you, though. They got Giannis, Chris Middleton, in foul trouble, and you still couldn't prevail. They were both sitting on the bench, and you were still getting outscored. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely disgrace. It was an absolute disgrace, this Celtics team. Brad Stevens hasn't coached up. Gordon Hayward's just, you know, Curled up in a ball. Kyrie Irving's running his mouth after shooting four for 18 or seven for 22, saying he should take 30 shots. And, you know, who cares? Who cares? Maybe the whole Boston City. Maybe your teammates care. They're just blowing the game for them. I should have taken 30 shots. Not after he shot seven for 22. No. 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 I don't want to hear it. He tries to play hero ball, too. I should have done more. I want to do it all. I want to do it all. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm Kyrie. I want to do it all. I want my own team. But I don't want to take the criticism for it. Guess what? You're going to have to. Either you take the criticism and have your own team, or you go play behind Kevin Durant and LeBron James. And also something that I don't like, stop with the 2016 nonsense against the Warriors. It was a great series, he made that great shot, but we're still living in the past. It's 2019, not 2016, folks. People are saying, yeah, he's had a p- bad few games, but remember 2016? Well, guess, what's in, uh, guess what year we're living in right now? 2019. We're not talking about 2016. 2016 was a way different year, whole different year, whole different team for Kyrie, and we're still living in the past that moment and saying he's a good playoff performer just because of this series three years ago. Look at, look at what's happening right now. Focus on right now. People are living too much in the past, and you can bring it into a conversation here and there, but I don't want to hear all about how he's a good playoff performer because of 2016. I'm not saying he's a bad playoff performer, but... He's not been good this series. He has not been good this series because he played good in 2016. How does that even make sense to anyone? How does that make sense? That, oh, he's a good playoff performer. You know, he hasn't been too bad. Remember 2016? What? No, I, I can't stand it. I've heard people actually say that to me. I mean, he's a pretty good player from 2016. Well, remember 2019? Remember last night's game where he shot 7 for 22, 1 for 7 from 3? Remember that? Yeah, didn't think so. God, people live in the past way too much. Let's focus on right now. And right now, frankly, just not getting the job done. So, yeah, Colin, on, on your thoughts on this just disgusting Celtics team. Oh, I just want to talk Bruins, Bruins, and more Bruins, honestly. I just want to talk Bruins and watch Bruins, and that's about it right now. Because the Red Sox are losing to the Orioles, um, staying inconsistent. I don't know if they're going to have a good game or a bad game. The Celtics, You just. I, I don't know. I, I just don't want to hear it. Even after a win, I don't even want to hear Kyrie's press conference because he's going to say something braggy about himself that I don't care for. And the Patriots... I, I, who knows what they're doing? They're signing some veteran outside tackle. Uh, I'm just—they—they they just have nothing interesting going on. So I just want Bruins. Is right now. I mean, the Red Sox haven't been horrible, but this Celtics team. Oh, they make me want to move. Such an exaggeration. I'm just kidding. We—we uh, we got other good sports teams, but boy, the Celtics team has to frustrate you. Oh, oh my God. They are a handful. They are something else. Let me just tell you. Oh, boy, they got on my nerves. Especially Kyrie Irving to the point where I kind of just want him gone. I just, I, I don't even care at this point. So, yeah, that's my uh, rant on the Celtics, and that's kind of going over Boston sports. Um, call in with your thoughts on any of this or any other questions you have for me, any episode ideas, whatever. Also, go follow my Instagram um, after the buzzer sports talk, all lowercase, no spaces. So, again, fairly new account. Uh, But, yeah, Anchor mobile app. You can call in, type in after the buzzer sports talk, send in a voice message. So, uh, hopefully, you guys are having a good day. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'll see you next time.